Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. We're fresh off another LSU spring game and fresh off a new 2024 commitment for the Tigers, an in-state one, one that we expected, and that was Saturday. Denim Springs safety Deshaun McBride announced that he had committed to the Tigers. Shay, this is a really nice pickup, a guy that we're very high on uh, when it comes to his long-term future. He is a safety. He has that potential uh, to maybe grow into a linebacker, but now LSU has its second-highest-rated commitment on the on three industry ranking in Deshaun McBride, a guy that on three ranks in the top 200 overall prospects, a top 20 safety. Um, this is a prospect that is most certainly on the rise and jumped on board with the Tigers. Yeah, we talked about him a good bit, um, obviously on the podcast. And I think you look at them making the offer a couple of months back and not waiting until the spring eval period, not waiting until the summer months and really being able to not just recruit him, but have the offer on the table and take those discussions to a new level about him becoming a commitment. That was key here. We've talked about it nonstop. We're about to talk about it even more on this podcast, how important Louisiana is to recruiting. Brian Kelly took the job here with that being one of the biggest reasons. I mean, LSU is here as the only big, you know, SEC type program in the state and power only power five program in the state and Louisiana produces per capita uh, number one over the past five NFL drafts, uh, number of draft picks, and obviously sends tons of guys to play college football all over. So we're going to talk about a few of them, Billy, but getting Deshaun McBride for me was a no-brainer. And uh, look, Led Denim Springs uh, set the program record, nine picks in one year, 6'3", 200 as a junior in high school. So you've talked about it before. In theory, you could move to linebacker, but he joins the class as a safety. And for me, too, big picture, they need a big safety class, and they've got one good one in Maurice Williams coming out of Texas. You need more than that. Uh, knocking down this domino with Deshaun McBride, uh, for me, gets them at least you know halfway home. Yeah, and I mean, we were asked on the board last week, you know, is LSU going to start adding more on 300 commitments? And sure enough, they do. And Deshaun McBride, I think he's somebody that we could continue to see rise. I mean, he has shown he's got the verified track time that is encouraging. He's got that production. Uh, he's looked good in seven on seven and for a big kid that's hard to do sometimes but he's back there playing safety and producing um, in every available uh, you know showcase opportunity and I'm sure you know being a local kid he'll probably camp this summer at LSU as well so that'll be nice to see uh, when he does get to that point um, before his senior season at Denham like you said no brainer here uh, a, a prospect who wanted an LSU offer was really excited about it, took some visits, enjoyed the process a little bit. And on Saturday, he shut it down to cap that spring game uh, day for LSU and and give the staff some good news. This was a really, really nice pickup. And credit to the staff for jumping on him with an early offer in a sense that he got done with his junior season. They hosted him uh, for a visit, got to look at him one more time 
uh, in person. They dished out that offer and and then he kind of went through the process a little bit and opted to go ahead and shut things down and make that decision. This is what you want to see and how you want to play a Louisiana prospect. Yeah, look, Tennessee and a number of other schools were on him. We can look back a year ago, LSU slow played in a way Jordan Matthews locally coming out of Woodlawn at corner. He ends up being a four-star, top 200-type prospect, signs with Tennessee, and has already got big reviews on him coming out of camp. While LSU had, you know, ultimately beyond Jeremiah Hughes, didn't sign a true corner uh, after missing out on some guys. So if you like the eval, you feel good about him, you have enough people standing on the table for him in a staff room, then they'll make an offer. I, uh, I like this one, and I'll note, because we're going to talk more about this later in the podcast, he is one of the top five prospects in Louisiana right now. So this was a really big get for them. Yeah, and, and like you said, I like that they got on him early. They have Maurice Williams out of Texas. Now you can kind of shoot for those uh, other top targets on the safety board, a Joel Rogers uh, in-state uh, safety target for LSU, another on 300 prospect right there. Uh, they're, they're after Kadavian Dotson Walker at Duncanville. We'll talk about a Duncanville prospect in a second as well who was in for the spring game. And they have a lot of other offers out at the safety position. And, uh, you know, this is a, a group that Kerry Cooks needed to deliver. And I like what he's doing so far. They're starting to get in position to maybe land a Wardell Mack, who's versatile as well. This is all trending up for the safety room. And it has to, because look, right now, when this season ends, if Major Burns and Greg Brooks move on from football, obviously Greg Brooks's time will be up. I think Major's been injured a couple of times, so he could in theory come back. But that's the end of their careers, and we don't know who's there after them. I mean, Sage Ryan's a junior this year, uh, and he's a guy who's kind of playing backup safety. We've seen Jordan Allen out there. We know they just signed Ryan Yates and Javian Toviano, but Langwa's been hurt for a couple of seasons, and really they've missed on targets at times over the past few years at safety. So I'd like to see them take four safeties in this class. I'd like to see them after the season get a transfer from – you know, next year uh, to come in as an offseason guy that can help that safety room with a little veteran presence. But getting a guy like McBride in, like you said, alongside Marius Williams, for me, that means you're halfway home. Go get a Joel Rogers. Go get a Dotson Walker, Joshua Lair, another safety you really like. And if you bring in four of the top 20 safeties in the country, that's a great haul. Yeah. Kerry Cooks, uh, the staff, you know, who's recruiting the safeties, uh, for LSU, putting on a show like Lundy is in the background for those watching on our YouTube channel, uh, just being a star today uh, on the podcast. Everyone another, loves a retriever. Yeah, another star uh, that LSU had on campus this weekend and one that has kind of gone uh, to maybe a quieter prospect in terms of how and when he visits is five-star edge out of Duncanville, Colin Simmons, the number one pass rusher in the country on the On3 industry ranking. Uh, he is a five-star plus prospect, which means he's a unanimous five-star across all four recruiting services. To get him back on campus, Shay he brought his mom. This was a huge, huge deal. I felt like looking at where LSU was in the recruitment uh, as the spring approached an end, it was critical they got him back on campus because I'm pretty sure it had been since the season that he had popped up. I could be wrong or popped down. Could be wrong on that. Might have uh, made another visit somewhere, but... I think this was uh, the first one since the season. And for a guy who was so high on LSU and is high on LSU, this was important to get him back around, get him in for the spring game. Joe Burrow, Mar Chase, the whole crew in town. This was a nice visit for LSU to cap the spring with. 
Yeah, let me give you some highlights here. So obviously, Colin Simmons out of Duncanville is a guy we talk about a lot. Five-star um, consensus, five-star across the board um, for every single site. So as good of an edge rusher as you can get in this class. And LSU made him a priority early on in the Brian Kelly era, not just from the Orgeron era, but over the past year since Brian Kelly and this staff have taken over, he's visited LSU, Billy, five times now. That's tied with Texas for the most amount of visits. Now, right below that, a team with four, TCU. I'll put a qualifier on. While I think TCU is a very good program and is recruiting him hard, that is the school, that and SMU, that are closest to him as a Duncanville kid. So, yes, I think the Texas press is real. And you look at all these other schools, two visits to Georgia, A&M, Oregon, Florida. He's visited BAM. Obviously, he's taken an SMU. He's visited Miami uh, very recently. So he's out there seeing all these schools. But in that early stretch, for me, it was LSU and Texas. And TCU, obviously, and SMU were getting him to campus. But I think those two kind of emerged in my mind as, okay, early on, they'll be the teams maybe to beat. And popping back up at LSU now, he was supposed to go to Colorado spring game. Remember that. Passed up on it, went to LSU spring game instead, brings his mom. And to give LSU a sixth visit in a year and none of them be an official visit yet is time, you know, that he's choosing to spend away money, you know, time from everything else with work with his mom's got going on. So that's giving LSU a lot of attention to the point where I am with a lot of people who think that LSU is the team to beat for a long time. The on three RPM had LSU as the kind of majority leader. Now it's kind of back to LSU in Texas, but I start to think like the more he visits LSU, the better, obviously I, I will say, I'll put this sort of qualifier on it. I don't think he's doing anything until publicly until signing day. And I also think he's going to make a lot of visits, including official visits, including visits closer to signing day where people start to feel good about that program. I just think that as of right now, if you're asking me to pick a school, I would say I'd pick LSU as the team to be. And I think that's fair, too. I mean, he's showing them the attention. He has genuine interests. I mean, this is a guy that if he signs elsewhere, I don't think you can sit there and say, oh, he took LSU for a ride. He was never going to go there now. There is going to be stiff competition. You know, Texas is recruiting at a high level. He's a guy that they would love to bring in. AM is starting to make a push. Georgia's been in there. I'm very intrigued to see where his official visits end up being and when he takes them um, because he obviously has a big priority in terms of football at Duncanville. Uh, they're, they're relatively strict about kind of how they approach in-season visits and recruiting. We saw, you know, Colin Simmons be a guy that was supposed to pop up to LSU here and there um, over the course of the last year. But, okay, Saturday he had to, you know, attend a Duncanville football stuff. And that is kind of an interesting point of this recruitment. Does he take a couple official visits in the summer elsewhere? Does an Oregon get an official visit a weekend to really, you know, roll the red carpet out with him? I think that's going to be the intriguing thing. But I think LSU, I think Texas, I think AM, and I think Georgia are the ones that are sitting here as kind of that top group right now and the most, I would say, realistic programs that he can end up. I'm not I'm I'm not ready to completely count out TCU because they've been trying to really make him a massive priority in terms of NIL, but 
Uh, I don't think he ends up uh, a horn frog, which uh, obviously would make my SMU listeners uh, feel happy about as well. But yeah, Colin Simmons is showing LSU the love. And like we've known for a long time, they're a true contender and they're right at the top of his recruitment. Yeah, I, like I said, I feel good about right now saying they're the team to beat, but there is going to be a lot of teams they have to beat. It's still a long way to go here, but LSU is doing all the right moves, I think, which is all you can ask for, especially when they don't even have a D-line coach right now. Now, does he play edge, Jancic? That's you know how they have it currently set up would be the jack position, but he's a guy who's talented enough to move around, and the D-line coach is going to play a role here. So I think that element will add some intrigue to uh, to his recruitment, but I'll also say this. I never buy into kids going to a school because teammates of theirs went there. Now, if it's in-state, like, yeah, like some John Eric kids, like he, Wardell Mack, for instance, who's one of the top players in Louisiana this cycle. His teammate, Kyrie Lee, is already committed to LSU. Other John Eric kids before have gone to LSU. Would I think Wardell Mack's going to LSU because of that? No, but it makes it a little easier in a sense of, oh, well, at least a couple of my teammates are going to be there. I think that if LSU gets a Caden Durham in at running back, if they got a Kadavian Dodson Walker in at safety, it doesn't get you Colin Simmons. But I certainly would start to feel a little bit better about LSU's chances if other Duncanville kids, a school that they don't really ever get guys from, were in this same class when Simmons goes through his recruitment. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. And like, I, I you kind of try to take out history in a sense, uh, as far as covering each recruitment. But I think Duncanville is a program that, you know, traditionally sends guys to, you know, a hand, the elite guys to a couple of different schools. And, you know, for whatever reason, LSU's hosted guys, LSU's been in on guys, but they haven't gotten one yet. And so that is something like in the back of your mind as you try to evaluate a recruitment, you know, how does this one play out? Uh, I'm, I'm beyond intrigued. I'm uh, looking forward to getting out to Duncanville's spring practices here within the next week or so. Uh, they start up on uh, Wednesday, I believe. And uh, if you can't make it out then, uh, there, then I'll be out there on Monday next week to lead off uh, the week. And I'm looking forward to catching up with all those guys. Um, the, the quartet of uh, Duncanville targets for LSU, Colin Simmons, Caden Durham, Kadavian Dotson Walker, and Alex January, all guys who have visited LSU this spring and um, outside of Alex January visited LSU multiple times. So those uh, are really the would be the home run gets out of Duncanville. And if they could come away with two of the four, I think you're sitting there being pretty happy about it. If you can get Caden Durham and, and Colin Simmons, obviously the need is there with Alex January as a defensive tackle. But if you get two of the four, uh, you're, you're in pretty darn good shape there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just get one of them. Give me. Yeah, like, I said that on last week's podcast. Just get one. So, yeah, and and it's worth noting. I, I would say if I was to pick the two that are the most important, Alex January, Colin Simmons. You know, they've probably done a ton of work with with Caden Durham, and I think at this point, if you don't land him, that's a tough miss, tough situation for LSU, despite the ties to OU. But uh, LSU's doing as much as they can 
at Duncanville. And in 2025, they are recruiting Tyron Polly uh, Jr., a safety of four-star prospect. They call him man-man over there. So maybe one of these guys can kickstart the Duncanville pipeline and get it rolling. Now, LSU is hoping to get even more involved in this area of Texas, Silsby High School, four-star prospect Draylon Miller was back again at LSU. It seems like he's trading visits left and right with LSU and A&M at this point, and he was at LSU's spring game. Four-star wide receiver, top 100 prospect. He dropped his top nine schools right after the spring game with LSU making the cut there. Texas A&M made the cut. Uh, Florida, Penn State, USC, Miami, Tennessee, Georgia, and Duke. Duke making the cut uh, for the top 100 prospect out of Texas. This is a guy that LSU has been turning up the heat for for a long time. He set a commitment date for the summer, I believe, June 29th. He's going to honor a, a, a friend of his, I believe, that, that passed away, or a family member with that commitment date. I expect LSU to get an official visit. I think A&M is going to get an official visit. And then we go from there and see who can come out on top on the Draylon Miller sweepstakes. Uh, yes, if he's he's got a top nine right now, and he's got a million teams recruiting him. Look, he's a kid who's ranked – Across the board, I think the on three industry ranking forum has him as the number 16 receiver, um, but he's ranked as high as number nine uh, on one site. So an elite guy, someone who is widely uh, across the board, almost in the top 100 nationally. We've heard the Debo Samuel comparisons, Billy, of like how a college could use him. He's a speedy track guy. LSU even offered in basketball, which is kind of something they've done here recently with a few guys. But it's been, for me, interesting because a top nine, yes. I think there's two teams, LSU and AM. I look at, and he's visited both of them, um, you know, since his uh, junior season ended. I look at where he's visited overall, though. I like to track the visits. He's given AM more visits than anyone. But that being said, LSU's second on the list in terms of where he's visited the most. And LSU's hosted him now three times in the last month, month and a half, really. So he's clearly interested. He was back on campus this weekend. He was taking pictures with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and Angel Reese and getting the red carpet treatment. And the more people we talk to around the LSU side, are the confidence is growing. The confidence is growing. Now, he has to go back to Texas, go home. He thinks things over. a and is going to be all over him. So He'll have official visits, and then he's got an announcement date of June. At least you know now, in two months, he's going to be ready to commit. How are you positioning yourself if you're LSU and you really want him? I think right now they're doing exactly what you would want them to do because they've got him on campus back to back to back when A&M had been more of a cross like a long period of a couple of years. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued on this one. I, I think he's somebody, and LSU's offered him basketball as well, um, for him. So another prospect that now holds a opportunity to play a little bit for Matt McMahon's program, uh, Caleb Odom, the four-star tight end was among those added to that list uh, this past weekend. But Draylon Miller is, is one of those guys that they have been all over. I, I think in terms of top priorities for LSU, it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to convince me otherwise that he's not, you know, the number one guy that they've spent the most amount of time recruiting and spending time with. They might have a guy that they evaluate a little bit higher on their board, maybe a Bryant Wesco, but in terms of who they want, who they think is realistic, and who they're spending a ton of time recruiting, it's Draylon Miller. And this, these are the type of types of battles that you've got to win. 
You know, it's not a distance thing. It's about the same, I'm pretty sure, from Silsby to Baton Rouge, Silsby to College Station. Um, and and both teams were early offers, but you've got to get into these SEC recruiting battles and, and win some of them like this. And look, I've stood by this forever. You'd have to go back to the Brandon LaFell era, really, to name an out-of-state receiver at LSU who really became one of the top two or three guys on roster and made a really big impact. And it's wild to think about, but that's just what Louisiana gives you. Now, in this cycle right now, they've only offered one player in Louisiana at receiver. That's Holy Cross's Kobe Young. We've said more offers there will come, but if the state isn't giving you three or four guys that are like no-brainers for you or whatever, you got to leave and go recruit elsewhere. And they did that last year. They went and got Kyle Parker out of Texas. They went and got Jalen Brown out of Miami. Those were, in Brown's case, a top 100 type guy. I'm with you. Miller fits that type of bill. If you're not going to get four guys from Louisiana to fill up your you know, receiver hall, you've got to go out and get one or two guys who are elite out-of-state players. And I like the state of Texas because the kids are kind of close and it's not like they're having to hop on a flight to get over or get back home to see their folks or see friends, have them come and watch them play. So for that reason, I do still like it. I don't have a pick in, but I do still really like where they sit for Miller. Yeah, exactly. They're right where you want to be, right? Right near the top of his recruitment, LSU, A&M, duking it out for him from what I think uh, as far as his recruitment goes. So we'll continue to track that one. And one thing we'll continue to track is the responses that we get from our subscribers who jump on board with our friends at Rogue Shop. Richard and Shar, a husband and wife outfit that run a small craft cannabis company. They bring you that Bengal Tiger promo code, 10% off your orders. A lot of people just jumped on board with that uh, 420 offer that they had rolling last week. <laughs> uh, love the pun there by myself. Uh, but look, this has been a great partner for us at the Bengal Tiger. They continue to bring it as far as all the different options. Um, you know, you have uh, CBD, you have pre-rolls, you have uh, pain creams, uh, all the things, gummies. Um, but for both human humans and uh, your pets as well, Shay, um, what, what's been the latest uh, on your uh, trial there with, with the uh, animals in your household? Oh, so you can never truly tell what's going on and working with my uh Doc, 13-year-old Dachshund and young golden retriever, but uh, they do take it. I will tell you that. My better update here. First off, the message board blew up with people signing up for the promo. I used it over the weekend, um, put in an order for another round of gummies, and now I've realized that it has been months since I've bought melatonin, which I didn't even think worked over time for me, uh, or if I needed to fall asleep, any sort of Advil PM or Unisom, or, you know, whatever it was, Nike, done. I don't, I'm off it. Three months now, I think I haven't gone to Walmart to get any of it. So if you're a sleep person like me, where you're waking up in the middle of the night or whatever it might be, or can't fall asleep and just watch TV till 1 a.m., about 11-ish, take a gummy, sleep right through the whole night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That that's uh, where I'm at with it as well. Just lets you relax a little bit. Uh, I have a little bit of trouble waking up in the middle of the night as well. Um, if you have you know trouble sleeping, and then uh, you know stress, anxiety, pain, 
Uh, this is the company to get involved with Rogue Shop. Everything is done by hand. So, you know, it's not just some mass produced, um, you know, random run of the mill. This is all made with care. So uh, chat with Richard and Char, find out what's good for you. You can use a live chat feature at rogueshop.com. Use promo code BENGALTIGER to get 10% off your order. Shay, um, I think LSU can maybe creep into the top 10 if they land the next target who has decided on his commitment date. That is four-star tight end and on 300 prospect. Tradez Green, another Louisiana prospect, set his college commitment date for Wednesday at his high school there at East Feliciana, um, just up the road from Baton Rouge, 2 p.m. Uh, he's got finalists LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Miami. Now he's set to make his decision. This could be uh, that next Louisiana domino to fall and one we've been feeling good about for quite some time now. Yeah, we both have our on three RPM picks in on green and um, only up that confidence score after how the past week has went. And he was on campus a week ago with his mom. I think LSU's done a tremendous job recruiting him and his family and his coaching staff, all that from the jump. We're talking about a kid who, at, what, six, five and a half, 225, is ranked as one of the top. I think he's ranked by on three as the number three uh, tight end in the country, or at least the on three industry. So, one of the top tight ends that's out there and he's right down the road in the Felicianas. So with the, when all these other schools came calling, remember Billy early on, he was getting some basketball offers too. LSU's got a basketball offer out there, but McMahon and his staff have been present in this recruitment and really Brian Kelly and his staff have gone into overdrive early on. And now he's announcing Wednesday at two o'clock at the school it's a pro LSU area. I have little doubt that this one is going to go well for LSU. And people have asked, look, LSU's got a couple of commitments in the top 10 in Louisiana. When are dominoes going to start falling? When did they knock down some top <clears throat> top five guys in the state? Well, on Saturday, they got Deshaun McBride. He's the number five player in the state. You look at a guy like Trey Des Green as the number three player in the state on, on three, number two on the on three industry rankings. That's about as good as it gets. So you drop that domino and now you're starting to really roll in state. And that puts the kind of not pressure, but uh, the kind of lifeline out there is some help in terms of when the rest of the top 10 in the state goes to announce. And they've had got those same offers. All those other kids did. But those guys are all going to LSU. That pitch to stay at home and the group text that happens between all those guys. That kind of stuff means something to these Louisiana kids. So. The more dominoes in Louisiana you drop right now of those really elite players, the better. Because the other guys who have big offers from everywhere in the country, when they see that, it starts to become a, hey, I may start to think even harder about staying home for college. And, you know, just looking at the top 10, four on three, you've got Dominic McKinley, Wardell Mack. Tradez Green is number three for on three. He's a consensus top three player in Louisiana, wherever you look. Uh, for your rankings. Joel Rogers is right after him. They just picked up Deshaun McBride, Tylen Singleton, Jawan Johnson, Kobe Young, Collage Cobbins, and Ahmad Bro. If they can land trade as green like we think, you know, he's just another domino. LSU is truly in it for maybe the first time in what, two cycles, two, three cycles, to potentially land every single top 10 player in Louisiana. It's a real possibility. Yeah, Pound Singleton's one we'll, we'll be watching. Kobe Young really hasn't said much about his recruitment, so you see where things go there. But they've already got Bro and Cobbins, as you noted. 
Uh, Tylen, well, I just said Tylen Singer said McBride is on board. Joel Rogers, we feel good about as a top five player in the state. Green announces Wednesday, but I've always thought Mac would stay home. He's the number two player in the state. Really, for me, one of my favorite players in, in the state this cycle. The big one, obviously, is going to be the five-star Dominic McKinley, who sits at number one. And his recruitment has exploded. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when he starts setting official visits, if he decides to announce before his senior year, if he drags it out, or is he the type that just one day is like, hey, tomorrow I'm announcing, and then you get a decision. So we can assure you LSU is recruiting him very hard behind the scenes. But Billy, well, we said this was a podcast where we hit on five big topics kind of from the past 48 hours. One guy before yesterday, only LSU and Colorado had commitments from anyone in the top 10 in Louisiana. Now only LSU does. Juwan Johnson, the number seven player in the state right now, a top 300 prospect, a four star coming out of a really talent rich program here recently at LCA, reopened his recruitment after committing to Coach Prime in Colorado in February and did so after visiting for the spring game at Colorado this weekend. Not the news the Buffaloes expected after getting him to you know commit, get on campus for the spring game. Now he's back on the board. Billy, we talked about on the last pod that he had visited a little over a week ago, um, but he and his family had come over and spent a day at LSU. We woke up today and put our picks right back on LSU. We had picks on LSU. Um, I moved it. We moved it to Colorado. He commits to Colorado. He's done with Colorado now. He's going to have options, same options he had before, and he'll get more offers. But for a Lafayette kid, decommitting after the spring game and with what we've heard, kind of just about distance being an issue and seeing other guys get into the class and seeing kind of what it's like. Hey, he was at Colorado. Billy, what, he's getting on his social media or his friend text and all of his buddies are at LSU taking pics of Joe Burrow and Angel Reese and hanging out with the staff. I think for me, I would I would have been surprised. We said it then if he stayed committed to Colorado for the entire stretch. Little surprised it only lasted two months, though. Yeah, this is an intriguing one. And and sometimes you hate to like change your pick on something where as soon as Juwan Johnson committed to Colorado, we said LSU's not going to give up here. And there's a lot of people that felt like LSU would win out in the end. We didn't know when, we didn't know if, but it looks promising for LSU. And I feel like, you know, it's just one of those you maybe wish you had back. Cause I think Juwan Johnson was one of my first RPMs I put in. Um, or at least right when he got the offer last summer, that was a, a guy that LSU camped. Um, he worked out really well at the nickel spot and, and at corner for Robert Steeples in camp, earned that offer, ends up committing to Colorado. I don't know what's going on in Boulder, but they just had a bunch of portal entries. Um, the feedback, it just didn't seem like was that great out there um, at Colorado. So um, even Juwan Johnson, and you can read the interview on the website, um, subscribe to the Bengal Tiger as well for that. Um, and you could also get a free Founders Club hat. But uh, he just said he really needed to reset and figure out what was right for him. And he made his decision too fast. So this is one of those things where I think he realized long term, man, I was going all the way out to Colorado. I bet you there's not a direct flight to Colorado from uh, Baton Rouge. Let's just put it like no, that. No, well, then knows. it's not from New Orleans or Houston either. I looked it up today when I did the tidbits this morning. So okay. it's driving to whatever airport to fly to Dallas, to fly to Boulder, you know, you know, whatever it might be. I think the connection was in Dallas to Boulder. So, or you can go to Denver and then drive into Boulder. So for a South Louisiana kid, and look, it's not just LSU's 45 minutes away. 
he could pick a number of other SEC schools that he could drive to or his parents could drive to. So Colorado, well beyond would they be good at football or any of that, was just kind of far away for not choosing an Ohio State, for example. Yeah, no question. So we'll be monitoring that one. He was on campus, like Shay noted, just recently. Um, and and we're hearing good things on LSU's chances, which is why we flipped our on three recruiting prediction machine picks back to the Tigers. So maybe LSU could pick up another top 10 prospect in Louisiana. I'm sure he's going to take some visits and see how all that plays out. But we're going to see how Tradez Green's decision plays out on Wednesday. We'll be monitoring it. We'll be live from the uh, you know ceremony at 2 p.m. Central uh, as Tradez Green is set to announce Wednesday. So be tuned into the website, thebengaltiger.com, for reaction uh, for all the live coverage. So for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Umbay. We're going to shut down this edition of the podcast. Hopefully, if LSU plays its cards right over the last next 24 hours, uh, we'll be covering a trade as green commitment to LSU. So stay tuned to the podcast. Keep hitting that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. We appreciate all you guys listening, and we will catch you guys next time with another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast.